Mysterious message. A transmission has been intercepted far beyond the outer rim, deep in the Krilithium system. Why the call has been made and from where cannot be established. But buried in the message is a Jedi distress code that has not been used in over 2,000 years. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and his Padawan Ahsoka are sent to investigate. Fearing a Separatist trap, they are to meet with a heavily armed Jedi cruiser. Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar, welcome to another exciting episode of MandoVision. Hold on, there it is. The, welcome to the 117th Choosy Chosen One episode of MandoVision, Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. And we, we ask you kindly to please make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. And uh, hey, sweet, 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 five-star reviews. Remember, they go a long way to helping out shows. And uh, we help, we, we, I'm sorry, we appreciate your efforts in defeating the tyranny of the algorithm. So how is everyone doing? This is our first show pro, uh, post-Christmas. And uh, our first show before the Book of Boba Fett. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you're going to listen to this on Tuesday, hopefully, and then on, on Wednesday night, uh, or Wednesday morning, depending on your schedule, we're going to be watching The Book of Boba Fett, Episode 1, will be out, it will be here, and and we will all uh, rejoice for the for the return of our, our, very, our very first uh, Mandalorian man crush, that's right, Boba Fett himself, in his new Disney Plus series, and I think we're all really, really excited about it. And listen, I, I I don't want to, I don't want to I don't want to be uh, like the wet blanket of of the of the Star Wars podcasters, but I want us all to temper our expectations, be realistic. Let's not get crazy. Let's not get like just ramped up with expectation for the show. Let's just sit there, relax, and let what they give us wash over us, seep into our pores. And soak our souls in delicious Boba Fett goodness, because uh, you know when you when you play with expectations, it, it gets dicey. That's when that's when fandoms get angry when they have a certain expectation of things. And and I think uh, from the information that we have gotten thus far, 
uh, our our expectations should be should be very uh, uh, moderate because from uh, from the reports that we've seen, the uh, the the trailers, the commercials, the, the the little snippets we've seen are from very very early in the first episode, so that we're not going to be seeing too much. We're not getting spoiled, and uh, we're not going to be able to let our let our let our uh, minds you know get crazy with ideas and notions that maybe aren't there. Now again, there are entire websites, there are entire YouTube channels dedicated to doing these things. Uh, and, I, and, and I do not want to begrudge them what they do. I just want to caution everyone. Let's, let's, let's keep it, keep it, you know, mm, let's not get crazy. Let's not get nuts. We're all excited. We're all pumped up. And, and, and trust me, we're going to be talking about it on Wednesday, Wednesday evening when, when we record uh, our, our review slash breakdown of that first episode. Uh, we're going to get into it and we're going to get nuts. Uh, and I, I, trust me, I am excited. But I, I just urge everyone, caution, sit there, get on your comfy couch, get your blanket, get your popcorn ready, and let the Boba Fett wash over you. Let it seep into your pores and, and take that nourishment that it's providing you and just run with it and be, be, be healthy, be strong, be Boba Fett. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> all right, enough about that. We'll be talking about Boba Fett extremely soon, before you even know it. And, and I'm very, very excited. And uh, assuming all goes according to plan, this is, in fact, the first episode of three episodes this week. Uh, I'm hoping to be able to get a bit ahead, and, and we'll be able to maintain the three episodes a week schedule for the entire seven-week duration of Boba Fett's run. Uh, but if there's any changes to the schedule, if, if there's any hiccups along the way, uh, yeah, you'll be the first to know, and and uh, and yeah, thank you in advance for your understanding. Uh, you know, trying to get trying to get the shows out, um, and trying to get the Boba Fett's out the day of. I think I can work that schedule uh, with the holidays simmering down. I believe I'll be able to get a little bit ahead on the on the Clone Wars episodes, and we'll be okay. Fingers crossed. All right, but we are here to go back into season three, episode fifteen, Overlords. The original air date was January twenty eighth, two thousand and eleven. And this is, in fact, the first episode of the Mortis Trilogy. A fairly big deal when it comes to uh, Jedi mysticism, our, our uh, ideas, our conceptions of the Force, the light side, the dark side, and everything in between. And, and uh, it's going to be a fun one to talk about. This first episode, uh, a couple different elements I really want to focus on when, when we get there. But I think you know, I think you know what we're going to get into. I mean, we have to. Because this is this is one of the episodes, one of the, one of the first uh, pieces of Star Wars material that really sort of dives into the notion uh, of Anakin as the chosen one. We sort of get to explore that a little bit more in ways that we haven't done thus far uh, in in any form of the media. You know, they they didn't really dive too much into it into the books or in the films or in the comics. You know, you just hear this Anakin's the chosen one, but we never really got a good firm sense of what that meant. The Jedi had an interpretation. Qui-Gon Jinn had an interpretation. Uh, now we get to hear a different interpretation. Now we get to see a more uh, a, a allegorical representation of it. Uh, a, a light side being, a dark side being, and the one who balances them. Uh, and, and, and is Anakin going to fill that role? We'll, we'll see that. We'll talk about that some more. Uh, it's, 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 again, an interesting episode, and there's two more very interesting episodes that follow after this one. So... Uh, we're not going to talk too much about those. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I actually stopped myself from watching episodes two and three of the Mortis trilogy uh, because I didn't want to taint this review by being able to be a, by being able to get ahead of myself. Uh, I wanted to make sure I kind of stayed in this episode so that 
in, in an effort to sort of recapture my mindset from when I first watched them. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. You let me know if it works for you uh, or if I have made a horrible, horrible mistake by not watching all three and then uh, providing some, some uh, commentary after, after being able to watch the entire trilogy. And again, but when we get to the third episode, I'll give you more context for the entire trilogy. Don't, don't, don't think I won't. Don't think I won't. And you know me, if I've made a mistake, if I have erred in my thinking, I am happy to own that too. So let's do it. Let's get into the episode. Again, Season 3, Episode 15, Overlords. Our plot for this week's episode, a mysterious force draws Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka to a distant planet to determine whether Anakin is truly the Chosen One. Our, our episode director this week is the great Stuart Lee, written by Christian Taylor. Our cast, Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano. Lloyd Shear is father. Adrian Wilkinson is daughter. Sam Witwer is son, the great Sam Witwer. Soon to be Darth Maul, Sam Witwer. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and you also get uh, Liam Friggin Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn. Pernilla August returns as Shmi Skywalker. Dee Bradley Baker is Rex. And Tom Kane as our narrator. And, yeah, there's no mistaking that Liam Neeson voice. They didn't get some guy doing a Liam Neeson impression. They're like, why get a guy doing a Liam Neeson impression? Let's just get Liam friggin' Neeson. Why not? And he crushes it, because he's Liam friggin' Neeson. And then, of course, uh, Sam Witwer and Adrian Wilkinson uh, coming back to, to, to Star Wars, because they've been in Star Wars video games prior to this. So they get, to, they get to come together and do some voice work for the Clone Wars. I believe they're both in the Force Unleashed video game, if memory serves. Uh, Sam Witwer definitely was. I think Adrian Wilkinson is as well. So nice to see them back in, in another form of Star Wars media. I was a big fan of that Star Wars Force Unleashed game. I mean, it's, it's sort of like ridiculous, the things you can do in that game. But it's fun as heck. Fun as heck. Getting to throw stormtroopers across the entire planet. Loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. It was a blast. <laughs> uh, our Jedi Fortune Cookie for the week. Balance is found in the one who faces his guilt. Well, we're, we're clearly talking about Anakin Skywalker, his guilt over over what he did to the Sand People, over his um, inability to let go, and his inability to, uh, um, again, we've talked about his inability to let go, but his, his sort of fear of losing his loved ones, and, and the ability to let them go, and, and his, his difficulties with those. That's a lot of what we're talking about with that fortune cookie for this week. All right, you know what to do. It's that time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Rex, Rex, do you read me? We're at the rendezvous point awaiting your arrival. Where are you? Sir, we are at the rendezvous point, and there's no sign of you in our scanners. Oh, come on. That's impossible. Something's wrong. We're at the exact coordinates where the distress signal originated, but there's nothing here. Rex is at the exact same coordinates, and he's not here. This is getting interesting. I don't even know where to begin with this episode. I love this one so much. There's so much great stuff to get into. Uh, we use the exposition at the beginning of the episode, the, the sort of recaps to catch us up to where we are now. Uh, the mysterious distress signal, a 2,000-year-old Jedi code, uh, uh, clearly luring some Jedi to, to a, a potential trap, to a, to a dangerous situation. Uh, there's something about it that is, is so awesomely Star Wars, yet uh, to me is so vaguely reminiscent of, of, of like Star Trek stuff. Uh, you get you know, your, your, your flight team in a shuttle, they find a mysterious object in space. 
big bright light, something happens, and you wake up on another planet. It's it's a little unconventional for Star Wars, but I love it so much. I love it that we're kind of getting into more of the kind of classic science fiction uh, tropes in, in sort of this episode. But it's sort of wrapped around uh, Jedi mysticism and, and uh, notions of, of the Force and light side, dark side, all that stuff. It's, so it's very, very it's a very, very Star Wars spin on on some kind of a again rather conventional uh, science fiction ideas. So I love that we're doing that. I love we're kind of in the thick of it. I love the opening sequence that we played there with uh, Rex and Anakin talking to each other, both in the same location but not in the same location. So we know something's going on in a different way. That that space time is being accessed in a different way. And uh, you know, obviously this episode came a long time before what they do on Rebels, but the the, the world between worlds, the father, the daughter the sun, how they figure into that. And, and we're drawn through this gateway to the distant planet of Mortis and uh, a planet that is, uh, as, as Obi-Wan tells us, is just basically like all force power. And these two, these three godlike beings who inhabit it, who one representing the light, one representing the dark and the father who balances the two out so that they cannot, uh, wreck, wreak havoc on the, on the, on the galaxy one way or, or the other in the name of the light or in the name of the dark. Uh, and then their pursuit of Anakin as the chosen one, because their notion as as these force wielders, their notion of the of the prophecy of the chosen one is that Anakin will step into the role of the father to keep the son and the daughter balanced, and again from wrecking havoc for another um, millennia or wh- whatever the the term the timeline would be. So a, a lot of really great stuff in this. Um, and and I, I want to go ahead and play the first moments of, of uh, Sam Witwer's character, his role as the son, coming forward, his first meeting with Obi-Wan and Ahsoka Tano. Check this out. Because, uh, again, you'll, you'll hear some stuff in this if you haven't watched the episode just yet. Great moment in this where we see, again, these insanely powerful Force beings uh, just kind of having their way with these characters. You know, Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, lightsabers out, prepared to fight, and just a wave of the hand extinguishing their blades. Uh, it, it's pretty fascinating. And this is also the debut of Ahsoka's secondary lightsaber as she pulls that into action for the first time. Remember, we have a more grown-up Ahsoka now, so the tools of her trade have grown as, as she has. So let's check this clip out. I'm a big fan of this one. Here we go. We'd like our ship back if you don't mind. Not yet. Is it true that he is the Chosen One? What do you know of such things? What is about to happen shall occur, whether you like it or not. You are Sith. Sith. (laughs) Yes. And no. The storms here are quite lethal. If you want to live, I suggest you find shelter. All right, there we go. That's a good clip. I love it. Love it. We also get to see Anakin as he makes his way, his first meeting with the father. And again, sort of learning about being sort of reminded of this prophecy of the Chosen One. Anakin has, seem, has seemingly rejected it as, as just, you know, Jedi nonsense. Uh, a, a sort of idea, a sort of uh, in, insinuation that, that Anakin, while being a, a powerful and, and well-respected Jedi Knight, not quite on board with all the Jedi doctrines that exist out there in the world. Uh, and that, again, that's a very interesting notion to me. And, and helps lead into our, our sort of idea about uh, Anakin's role with the Jedi moving forward. You know, it makes it so much easier to see why he will ultimately reject their ways. 
uh, particularly when it comes to, to saving Padme's life in Episode 3. Uh, this episode also sort of gets get, got me thinking about some older stuff that uh, mm, fandom has sort of... Oh, I don't know what the right word is anymore because it's it's gotten a little confusing. You know, and, and we've talked about some of the differences between the old Star Wars Expanded Universe canon, the new canon, the new material coming out through the comic books and, and through various other media outlets. You know, episode three, uh, the, the the opera scene strongly insinuates that Darth Plagueis or Darth Sidious may have had a hand in manipulating the midi-chlorians to conceive Anakin in the Force. Um, we are left with that notion. Uh, we are left with that rather unexplored because uh, the material that sort of embraced that and, and ran with it, particularly James, James uh, Lucinio's um, um, Darth Plagueis book, uh, again, that, that sort of embraced that notion and, and, and had a scene with that happening now, it doesn't explicitly say it's Anakin, but they show them attempting to manipulate the, the Force and the midi-chlorians. Again, the implication being that they are creating Anakin Skywalker, sort of this chosen one within the Force. That's all thrown out now. That's not canon. That's not um, um, what is known, if you will. Uh, and then another another more recent example, uh, again, uh, sort of misinterpreted by, by the fandom because the, the author, Charles Soule, and uh, one of the Lucasfilm story editors has come out and said that it was it was widely misinterpreted, uh, which was a scene in Charles Soule's Darth Vader comic book run from Marvel Comics, uh, where Vader's having a vision of Palpatine behind his mother, uh, sort of manipulating in, in the, the, the Force. And what Charles Soule has said about that is that uh, the dark side of the Force is what they call the unreliable narrator, uh, which is a challenging notion to get across in a comic book sometimes, but does make a ton of sense. So I, I, I buy into that. But it's muddled the idea of, of just where Anakin's come from in his origins, other than that line potentially referring to Anakin in Episode 3 from, from uh, uh, Senator, I'm sorry, from Chancellor Palpatine, a.k.a. Darth Sidious. Uh, so we eagerly await more information on that. But in, in this case, it, it's, you watch these Mortis episodes and you can't help but think of some of that stuff. It, can't just, it just runs through your mind and you want to connect those dots. But at the moment, there are no dots to connect. Because if you're old like me, you got to remember that Darth, the Darth Plagueis book does not count anymore. And again, that Darth Vader comic book has been widely misinterpreted. So I just wasted your time with that conversation because it really means nothing. But again, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's sort of fun to still speculate on, on where Anakin came from and his origins in the Force. All right, so what we're going to do now is play one of my favorite sequences, which is Anakin, excuse me, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka in the cave, uh, waiting out the storm, waiting for dawn, and the, the visions that the Force is providing to them. Uh, of course, my favorite of, the, of these visions is the return of Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, where, he t where he speaks to his former apprentice and asks him uh, all about the training for Anakin Skywalker and if, if, he, if he's going to fulfill the prophecy or not. Uh, it's a fascinating sequence. I may pause it in the middle here to interject a, a, a thought or two, but let's let it play. Here we go. Obi-Wan, have you done as I asked? Have you trained the boy? Master Qui-Gon, how are you here? I am here because you are here. No, I, I don't understand. What is this place? Unlike any other, a conduit through which the entire force of the universe flows. Okay, so let's just talk about that for a quick second. P 
pretty big thought right there. I mean, we're not just talking about the Force in the sense of the Star Wars galaxy. We're talking about the entire universe. As a, That's a much bigger concept. That is a much bigger notion. Uh, and it puts a lot more importance on what Mortis is. If it's a conduit through which the Force flows for the entire universe. Uh, perhaps like a, like a, almost like a... Uh, just, it's just again, like 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 Qui Gon has said, a, a conduit. Uh, that is an important term. Uh, we like it a lot. And again, using using our our sort of understanding of later events in the Force, having words like that are important because you know, as we know with the Rise of Skywalker, uh, we get thrown some new terminology every now and then for for things relating to the Force. I'm still wrapping my head around a Force dyad uh, or a dyad in the Force, if you will. Uh, so, again, a conduit is that's a very impressive terminology. The notion is it's 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 mind-bendingly huge, right? And and I think you can kind of see Obi Wan struggle with the idea of that. It, it's it's so much larger than what he uh, was prepared to hear. Uh, but again, this is an interesting conversation, and I want to let it play out. Are we in danger? This planet is both an amplifier and a magnet. Three are here who seek Skywalker. They, like me, believe him to be the Chosen One. You are right. The Force within him is stronger than any known Jedi. I've trained him as well as I could, but he's still willful and balance eludes him. If he is the Chosen One, he will discover it here. And if not? Then you must realize with his power, this is a very dangerous place for him to be. So that's an important scene because it's actually the first time that, uh, at least as as far as we know, at least as far as far as as we can, and that's not the right word. I I, I, I misspoke. That is Obi Wan's first encounter with a Force ghost. He just doesn't know it later on when Yoda, when Yoda wants to wants to train him on how to access them. Now again, because we are at a place that is a conduit for the Force, uh, the uh, Qui Gon manifesting himself to Obi Wan is not out of the realm of possibility. But when you're not at a conduit of the Force, when you're in a, in, a, in a desolate desert location like Tatooine, you've got to be trained to, to be able to, to, to summon a Force ghost, right? So it makes a ton of sense that he can see and, and is visited by Qui-Gon at this location, at this juncture, uh, as Anakin is, a, is at a fairly critical moment. Uh, again, we don't... The, the literal interpretation of, of the Chosen One bringing balance to the Force, that is what is represented in this episode. Uh, but Qui-Gon hints at the dangers, it is. It is a. a what does he say? It's. It's an attractant and a, and a magnet and a. It, it's all these things. It's <laughs> so basically Anakin, a character who, as Obi Wan has just said, balance eludes him. He's at a tipping point potentially, on Mortis. Things could go uh, very very, badly for Anakin. And uh, listen, I know what choice. I do remember enough about the future episodes to know what choices he makes. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to talk about those when we get to him, but. Again, understand the stakes, understand the gravity of, of Anakin's situation, and and his friends, his 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 mentor, um, needs to remove him from this, from the situation. And he knows he needs to remove him from the situation, uh, but he will find out that both Anakin, I'm sorry, both Obi Wan and Ahsoka are uh, not strong enough. They they can't they can't deny the sister. I'm sorry, the daughter and and the son. Interesting stuff though, and I I actually really like the moment where. Uh, Obi Wan tells Qui Gon's Force Ghost that he that he trained him as best he could, but he sounds 
almost frustrated with himself like he didn't do enough and he knows he couldn't he didn't and couldn't do enough to to uh get anakin to where he needs to be so that he is is not in danger of of falling to the dark side like he says balance eludes him and and he knows this you know he they never talk about it we we have talked in the past how Anakin and Obi-Wan don't have those, those conversations about about what 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 Obi-Wan can clearly see is that that Anakin has attachments. He has too many attachments. Uh, he doesn't offer him a lot of guidance on those on these matters. And when he does, Anakin slaps them away and, and denies them. Um, and then that's sort of like the the sort of heartbreaking aspect of their relationship is that that is that when Obi-Wan tried to offer us that that sort of uh, brotherly advice uh, it's often uh, refuted out of hand by Anakin, who th- who believes he has all this under control and and uh, has has a, has a prideful streak in him, like like no other uh, Jedi of his time. Uh, let's go ahead and get to Ahsoka's vision, because Ahsoka's vision is one I find uh, very fascinating uh, for its potential future ramifications. Well, not even potential for its future ramifications, because we know Ahsoka's path, we know Ahsoka's journey, and Highlighting what is said in this vision is pretty paramount to her, to her her journey in in future episodes of the Clone Wars. Let's check it out next. Before we do get to Ahsoka's vision, though, we we do cut back to Anakin at the at the Citadel, not the Citadel. They call it something else in this episode, but the 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 home of the father, his castle, his fortress, whatever you want to call it. And this is where he has the vision with his mother, Pernilla August, returning as Shmi Skywalker. Uh, but this is a manipulation by the sun in an effort to sort of sway Anakin to the dark and, and to get him to sort of admit his, uh, his wrongdoings. And, and, and again, Anakin has to face the guilt of what he's done. And again, you see the manipulation of, of the sun uh, trying to get him to embrace that inner darkness, that inner turmoil. So that's good stuff too. But come on, what's coming next here with Ahsoka having a vision of Ahsoka in the future. So good, check it out. Are you happy, child? Your master, does he treat you well? What concern of it is yours? I am your future, your potential. This is a trick. There is a wildness to you, young one. Seeds of the dark side planted by your master. Do you feel it? No. He is like no other Jedi. Passionate, impulsive, but I trust him with my life. There are many contradictions in you and in him. Be warned. You may never see your future if you remain his student. Leave this planet. Ahsoka? All right, so now she wakes up. Again, we know the path Ahsoka chooses, her ultimate rejection of the Jedi Order, of Anakin's um, um, apprenticeship, ma- masterhood, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And it, again, this is ultimately what saves Ahsoka in, in, at the end, is, is her ability to walk away from the Jedi Order. Uh, what we do get to later on in, in this series, in, the, in this Mortis arc, uh, will be... We'll get to talk more about it in future episodes, but Ahsoka's connection to the Morai birds begins in this arc. And, and we talked about that 
back in season two of 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 the Mandalorian when she shows up, and the more I is with her. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But the, these the the seats for that are in these episodes, so brace yourself for those. Uh, what we get at the end here is is the a, cho- a choice has to be made, right? The the son and the daughter get involved. They bring Ahsoka and Anakin to to the to the temple on the mountain there. Uh, where it must be determined if Anakin is the chosen one. Does he have the power to balance the son and the daughter? And he shows that he does, and he shows that he's able to save his friends and repel the son and the daughter and keep them in check. The father assumes that now he will take his, his, his mantle and keep the balance of the Force. Anakin rejects this. Anakin says, no, 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 you got the wrong guy, not me. I'm just this Jedi. I got to go fight some Clone Wars. And we got we got to go. We got peace out, homie. And begrudgingly, the father will let them go. But it's not that simple. It seems like it's simple. It's not. <laughs> it is, it's really, really not. But let's go ahead and check out the very, very end of that sequence. Let's go. Hang on. And now you see who you truly are. Only the chosen one could tame both my children. I've taken your test. Now fulfill your promise and let us go. Ah, but first, you must understand the truth. Now, all of you leave us. Do not trust him. You think? I said, leave us. All right, big moment here. Let's go ahead, check it out. I'm going to let this run a little bit long, but here we go. Do you feel your destiny? You must see it now. I am dying. And you must replace me. Replace you? I can't stay here. But this is yours. It has been foretold. The Chosen One will remain to keep my children in balance. No. I cannot force you to do this. The choice must be yours. But leave... And your selfishness shall haunt you, and the galaxy. And is that what happens? Is that our interpretation? That if Anakin stayed on Mortis to balance the son and the daughter, he could have averted the fall of the Jedi, he could have averted the rise of the Sith, and his fall from grace, his fall to the dark side and in, in, in the rise of Darth Vader. Is that your interpretation as well? That's definitely what the implication seems to be. But as Mortis, as the rest of the Mortis arc takes shape, we're going to revisit those ideas, we're going to revisit those notions. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the episode ends with our heroes taking off, apparently on their way home. We know that we know there's more to this story, and we'll pick it up with with that uh, on on uh, on Friday, I believe. So there you go, the Mortis episode, nine star, nine buckets, nine and a half buckets. This one's so good. Uh, again, give me more of that. Force, mysticism, the, the, the idea, the, the um, philosophies of the light side and the dark side, uh, and, and, and Anakin's role as a chosen one. I love getting to explore that. I love getting to play with that idea. And, and yeah, we're, we're, we're only in the first part of the Mortis arc, and we got so much more good stuff to go with Mortis coming up in the next couple of episodes. So please, please, please stay tuned. But, yeah, nine buckets, easy. What do you think? Did you all love this one as much as I did? It's pretty rock-solid stuff. Big fan. Big, big fan. All right, so that's the bulk of the episode. Uh, We do have some news 
that I wanted to share with everybody. Uh, it doesn't affect the show one iota. Nothing will change. We're still putting the show out. It's still free. It's all these good things. But if you're so inclined, a Patreon a page will be available uh, for uh, financial support if you want to do that. What's happening is uh, moving into 2022, my schedule is going to be changing. My availability for podcasting is going to be changing. Um, and my, and you know, my free time is changing. Uh, so something had to give on my podcasting schedule and I have decided to, uh, reduce the amount of, of, uh, the Tomcast podcast that I will put out the Tomcast podcast, which is, if you don't know, is my other podcast It is a uh, pop culture centric podcast where we talk about other avenues, other aspects of pop culture, spend a lot of time talking about Marvel, DC, uh, science fiction TV shows, you know, things that we're, we're watching on streamers. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I love doing the show, but something had to give. So that show is going to become the exclusive show of the Mandovision Patreon feed. <laughs> and hopefully that you find that enticing. Um, but yeah, so if you want to support the show, you'll get access to future episodes of the, of the, the TomCast podcast. Uh, there's two tiers right now. One gets you access to the to the super show to the bonus show, uh, and then there's a lower lower tier that gets you a, a shout out on this podcast, and we'll read those at the end of every episode, uh, beginning in January. So I wanted to give you all a heads up: the the Mandovision Patreon should be posting. Uh, it should be available Tuesday when you listen to this, if if all goes according to plan, Tuesday or Wednesday. Again, you're under no obligation. You're under no, uh, uh, you know, it's up to you. The show will be the show. Nothing else will change, and uh, if you if you sign up on Patreon, you're gonna get some bonus stuff. Uh, again, there's a, there's gonna be at least one one Tomcast podcast episode per month. Uh, there's also I do uh, I'll write some stuff occasionally. I'll do like a little blog post, or I'll share some uh, pop culture news on there as well, and do, maybe do a little uh, little uh, like video links and putting trailers and things like that, and, and and stuff that we might talk about on future episodes of that show. So. Again, it doesn't really impact anything going on here, but if you want to, if you wanted to, if you were interested in it, there is a Patreon show, or a, excuse me, a Patreon page for Mandivision coming this week. So yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. I the Patreon thing always makes me slightly uncomfortable to talk about. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have uh, Patreon supporters from the podcast that are, gonna, that are that have already told me that they're staying with the show. Uh, as it moves over to Mandavision, and, uh, and I'm, I'm eternally grateful to them for doing so, uh, because yeah, you know, if they wanted to walk away, I totally get it. But yeah, it it exists, it's there. If you want to take part, we, we'll be mentioning it, because you know those people are going to get their shoutouts at the end of every episode. Maybe you want to get a shout out too, uh, or maybe you don't, and you just want to keep getting the show for free, and you will. So don't worry about that. Uh, I want to thank everyone for coming on board and listening to this podcast. I uh, I, I really really think. Now, when we start doing the Boba Fett shows, uh, things might get a little nuts because, um, listen, we have we got huge numbers last year for Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, I would not be surprised if Boba Fett does the same thing. And uh, so we might get some new, some new bucket heads in the fold here. And uh, remember, new bucket heads are always welcome. The, the, the covert must grow in order to survive. And, and we welcome that with open arms. New listeners, old listeners... We're all we're all here for the same reason. We're all here to support 
the T vision, the T visor itself, the T visor of one Boba Fett, <laughs> and, and the other Mandalorians too. Don't get me wrong. Let's not get nuts here. <laughs> but yes, stay tuned. The big Boba Fett episode on Wednesday. I can't wait. I'm sure I'll wax poetic about Boba Fett. Uh, in some way before we even dive into that episode but it's gonna be a lot of fun and i'm really really looking forward to going on this journey for the seven episode run of the book of boba fett cannot wait and it's gonna be awesome so please make sure you're queued up and ready for that show as soon as you watch it be ready it's gonna the 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 boba fett book episode one will be in your feed wednesday night wednesday evening depending on what location you're in but you will have it before midnight i promise you that you will definitely get it on Wednesday at some point. All right, so let's get out of here. Let's uh, let's. Uh, I thank everyone once again for listening. Remember, we are on social media at Mando underscore Vision Twitter and Instagram. Email the show MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. So, again, Nargai Tom, MandoVision Podcast. I will talk to you all extremely soon. Remember, three shows this week. We're cranking them out because my schedule hasn't changed just yet. So we're going to crank them out while we can. All right. Uh, You know this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way.